Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John and you have found me at my little corner of the internet. I am podcasting to you today from Chattanooga, Tennessee, one of the last podcasts that I will be doing from Chattanooga. So I've appreciated everybody and uh, you're tuning in as I've been traveling around the country this summer, speaking mainly at homeschool conferences. And it has been a thrill and a delight to meet so many of you who are listening to the podcast. I just wanted to say briefly that I am loving it when you're coming up uh, to me and you're asking for a moment of silence. <laughs> Because that tells me that you are listening. So I appreciate that. I also appreciate the reviews that you're leaving for us over on iTunes, um, especially the last ones that have come in uh, recently. Um, we appreciate, appreciate the questions. If you have a topic that you would like to see addressed here at the podcast, go ahead and email us at podcast at thebusymom.com and we will be, uh, we try to do at least one of those every week. So if you have something you want us to talk about, um, go ahead and give us a shout out and we would love to address that topic at the Busy Mom Podcast. All right. Many of you have been uh, listening to uh, Jesse. He is here with me again, Jesse Witten from Save the Storks. And I just feel really uh, blessed to be able to have him here because it's not very often that I have the opportunity to talk to somebody who is as involved um, in the pro-life movement as Jesse is and has uh, a, such an incredible ability to influence uh, this generation with the message that's pro-life. And we have been talking about uh, the power of information, and we sort of left off the last podcast talking a little bit about how the culture views women. And I mentioned to uh, to Jesse when we were off air, I mentioned to him that I do think that men, there is sort of this misogynistic view of women, particularly from, obviously, from uh, the a male perspective. But I kind of challenge Jesse to sort of to uh, ask him, what does he, you know, this is, he's been like, don't put me in that box because, you know, men love it when women ask them what they think about feminism. <laughs> but I'm going to ask Jesse today, uh, because I think it's an interesting topic, something that's worth discussing, um, what the feminist movement has actually done to hurt women. And I think in many cases, it, it's been good. Obviously, I mean, we watched, a, uh, my husband and I and our kids watched a movie, and I'll link back to it today uh, because I can't think of the title right now, but fantastic about, I think it's called The Suffragette. Yes, that's what it was. Fantastic look into the lives of women who uh, had to fight for the right to vote. And I mean, they these women had no control over their lives, right? Their children could be taken from them. They were basically treated like property, and uh, they were treated like property by their husbands. They were treated by like um, people who had th these women had basically no voice, according to the government. And like what as what often happens in the culture, the backlash when that thing finally gets corrected, what we tend to do is overcorrect. And to me, the feminism, the the movement of feminism is an overcorrection to the way that women have been treated for so many generations in this country. And so now we're seeing uh, the feminist movement is, you know, given rise to, um, you know, women's rights and equal rights and all that, especially in the 60s and 70s. But we've gone well beyond now where, uh, where we, where I think what might have been considered uh, normal or uh, sort of the middle of the road. And now we've kind of swung the other direction to where there is this attitude toward women that if you uh, want to have a baby, um, somehow you need to be more, you know, you need to be more like a man. We've got kind of this weird um, feminist uh, approach to women who are pregnant. And I think it has hurt uh, women in this country. And certainly the feminist movement gave rise to 
abortion in this nation, and now babies are seen as an inconvenience and are routinely aborted for reasons of inconvenience. And I love that Save the Storks is getting out there and they are giving, they are empowering women by giving them information. And there is power in information. And I'm wondering, uh, Jesse, when you are um, considering, you know, partnering with other people and you're getting out there trying to talk to women about um, the importance of what's happening inside of them as their, their baby is developing, do you ever feel like, or what do you feel kind of like is the pushback from the feminist culture with regard to abortion in this nation? What have you seen um, it do to uh, women in the culture? So, yeah. So first of all, I just like to say that I think pro-life is pro-woman. And I, mm, and, and I think that I agree. I think that's a huge factor that gets that gets glossed over a lot. And uh, what and I do also agree with you that the feminist movement has done a lot of really wonderful things in this country. Yes. And that, like, again, like most things, there is an overcorrection. So the, the, the pushback has been uh, from that is that, well, the only way for us to be equal uh, with a man is to not be burdened by the, the, the idea of a child and bearing a child. And so we need the ability to be able to eliminate uh, mm. that, and that gives us the freedom to be able to act accordingly. And I think that right. that's, uh, I think that that's, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, and I think that uh, while we have, we should have equality in this nation uh, for for both men and women. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very pro woman, like doing so many different things. So I don't, I don't necessarily fall into a lot of the same uh, traditional gender stereotypes that have mm-hmm. happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that there's something that's incredibly special and amazing that a woman can carry a child. Like yeah. not only is that something that you know, they bring life to the world, but it's something that I just, it's so outside of anything I could even fathom being able to do. Yeah. I have so much respect uh, for women who are able to do that. And so I think that it's a huge disservice to women because it makes them feel that to be accepted in, in society as someone who is a, uh, a woman in an authority or a woman who's mm. really making things happen or a woman who's successful, that she has to have that ability to be unencumbered and it's viewed as a burden. Yes. I just view it as an asset. And I think that it's incredible when women are able to, you talk about being an influencer. I mean, that's what people deem success as. I mean, entrepreneurs, uh, great speakers, leaders, motivators, they're deemed successful, not mm-hmm. so much because of their finances, because of the influence they have in the yes. culture. Yes. Well, the influence you have starts with you as a parent like there's no greater influence you have in the world than what happens in your home and so uh, that can be a springboard for influence Mm -hmm. uh, in every other area that you're involved in and you're a perfect example you know you have children and you're online like you're teaching you're speaking Mm -hmm. your influence is probably enhanced by the fact of your experience with teaching and educating your children Mm -hmm. and so I think for someone to cut themselves off of that experience for the sake of success is making a huge mistake. Yeah, I agree. And it's true that when you give birth to a baby and you and you decide to keep that child, it's a game changer, right? It changes your life forever. You're never you're never Absolutely. going back. Like my husband and I talk about that a lot. Like there was before children and there was after children and our lives are different but they're richer. And there, it's they it really has are. been just embracing, you know, what we often call the crazy, sort of embracing the crazy. And there were seasons of my life and my listeners know this because we talk about a lot the podcast where I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do and I know now um, being in those seasons of life God was teaching me something 
about um, himself. He was teaching me how to communicate to other mothers and to people who would be uh, eventually in my sphere of influence, because every person listening to this has a certain a circle. We all have a sphere of influence. Some of us have larger spheres of influence than others. But the, um, but the idea that we would buy into the fact that children are a burden instead of a blessing actually flies in the face of what God himself says about children. And uh, in, right. in the Psalms, God says that our children are a blessing. They're a heritage from the Lord. And in the homeschool movement, you know, we're always talking about arrows. You know, the Bible says that your children are given to you like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And I often hear the, that verse, you know, being equated to the quiverfall movement. And, you know, how big is your quiver? Right. And how many arrows do you have in your quiver? <laughs> and I always tell parents, listen, when you're quivering, you'll know, <laughs> right? When you're quivering and, it, and it's time, you'll know. But the Bible is not silent on the issue of the sanctity of human life, especially preborn human life. And just, just a quick overview of the Bible, um, it reveals God's heart for the unborn. And as we've said uh, many times on the podcast, uh, we have the opportunity in this uh, culture, I'm actually thrilled to be alive in 2016 because God's doing something amazing. Um, I think we're going to see a revival in this nation like we have not seen in a long, long time. I am hoping to see men and women of God standing for righteousness in this generation. Psalm 100 verse 3 says, know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And I love um, being able to tell a mom who comes to me, you know, where I'm speaking or whatever, and she'll say, because I talk to them all the time, she'll say, I just found out that I'm pregnant. Maybe she's pregnant, not just for the first time. Maybe she has four children and now she's pregnant with her fifth and she thinks it's going to kill her, you know, because she's like, oh my goodness, I, I, you know, I feel overwhelmed with four. I think it's a misnomer that we're just talking to the mom who is single and has never had a baby and is afraid. I think we could also be talking to a mom who has three children and just found out she's pregnant with her fourth and didn't necessarily want to be pregnant. And to be able to kind of put my arms around her and say, you know what, God knew this is going to happen and he is never going to take his hands off you even for a moment. And what you're doing as Save the Storks is you're taking that one step farther, actually a whole bunch of steps farther, and you're saying not only can we speak with confidence that the Lord has put this, has is knitting this little baby together right now inside of you, but we're going to take it a step further and actually show you what's going on. That is powerful. Right. That's powerful. Well, what's even cooler too is we're, you know, through through that platform that we've been able to create, like we, we're even able to get, uh, we've found that most women make a decision on whether or not they're going to have a child within the first 24, 48 hours yeah. uh, of finding out that they're pregnant. So we, we really were praying and thinking strategically about what is another way that we can get, come to that woman in that moment and be there with her in that moment for that decision. Mm. And so we've broken into the pregnancy test kit market as well. So we have these uh, dispensers. And so the product line is called Assure Me, and they're neutrally branded uh, uh, pregnancy tests. And they're in the, uh, we put them in these beautiful dispensers that have a LCD screen on them and, uh, and they can take credit card or cash, whatever else. And we put them in the bathrooms of college bars or dorm rooms, places like that. And it allows uh, a woman to be able to get the pregnancy test kit right there, kind of in a private place rather than having to go to the store in front of a line of everybody and buy a pregnancy test and buy mm-hmm. three at a time. And, mm-hmm. and it'd be a whole thing. And so the number that's on that, everything is directing to her, directing her that if she finds out that she's pregnant, to call this number that's on there and that gives her uh, into one of our call centers and then we're able to get her an appointment and get her set up at a local pregnancy resource center in her area. 
That's that we awesome. have partnered with. So it's a way for us to be there first with her in that moment as she's trying to make those decisions. That is awesome. Well, I love what you guys are doing. We've got about two minutes left. I want to just really uh, briefly, can you explain to how uh, our listeners can get involved with Save the Storks and can be involved not only but through prayer, but also get involved and partner with you financially so that we can get uh, the power of a sonogram and these pregnancy tests and the resources that you're offering into the hands of the women who need it. Absolutely. So we've broken down our, our stuff. We do monthly giving and we, on average, for each one of the mobile units that we have out there, we see about 360 women a year uh, that are saved by there. So we kind of break that down and it ends up being about $30 a month to save what we call saving a stork. So saving that mother and that child, because that's really, you're really saving two lives. Absolutely. In that instance, not just one. Yeah. Uh, and so $30 a month is what we ask for monthly partnership. Uh, and so we've set up a, a site uh, for us to donate at Save the Storks. So you can go to impact.savethestorks.com. And since you heard about it through this, put backslash Heidi St. John. So impact.savethestorks.com backslash Heidi St. John. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that you can monthly uh, partner with us financially. Also, go to our Facebook page, uh, share it. Uh, with your friends on social media. We have a ton of great uh, film work and media uh, and uh, memes and different things that you can post online that kind of share this message that the pro-life movement is changing from yes. kind of the old standby of protests and, and uh, some of those negative connotations that the media love to project over and over again mm-hmm. uh, to one of, of grace and truth and, uh, and, and creativity and using the gifts that God's given us to reach people to actually help them and practically help them where they're at. I love that. And I want to encourage everybody to um, go to the Save the Storks uh, store because it's awesome. And there are some awesome, awesome shirts out there. And we wear them all over. Literally, our family wears them all over the country. And they say awesome things like uh, the storks are coming. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. It's part of a bigger plan, too. Not only is the branding great, we've been blessed with a great branding marketing department, but it's part of our bigger goal, which is to rebrand the entire pro-life movement altogether so that when someone sees that Save the Stork symbol, uh, it's not so much to promote us as an organization, but we want that to be synonymous with the messaging of the pro-life movement. Absolutely. So when someone sees that, we're able to control the messaging and what that is so that it supports, in the end, all pro-life movements uh, that are really working to try and, and make this an obsolete option here in America. I love it. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for joining me. I know that the uh, that the moms and dads who are listening to this today are going to be encouraged. I know they're going to be encouraged by what you're doing, and we hope that you guys will get on board. I'm going to link back to Jesse and to Save the Storks and to the Save the Storks store in the show notes today. So if you're interested in getting involved with Save the Storks, um, please click on the show notes today and all the things that we have talked about will be there accessible for you. If you've got any questions that you want to uh, send to me, any comments about this particular podcast, go ahead and shoot me an email at podcast at thebusymom.com. Thank you so much, Jesse, for uh, coming on the podcast with me and spreading a message of hope and grace through what you're doing with Save the Storks. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. All right, you guys, we'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.